Hello, friend. Thank you so very much for listening today. I have a question for you. If you knew that today was one of your very last days on earth, if you knew as you drew a breath that it would be one of the last few that you'd ever draw into your lungs, if I asked you what would be your last words, your parting shot, If you could put anything up on a billboard for all mankind to see, what would it say? Well, today, in effect, I have the opportunity to ask a dying man that exact question. You see, this entire week, we've been doing a little bit of a memorial for a man, a friend, a mentor, a hero of mine named Ted Houston, a pastor, an evangelist, father, grandfather a good man, a man of God. And what I'd like for you to do is to listen very closely as I ask him, what would be your final words? Listen very closely. Well, brother, there, there are four things I love deeply. I love God deeply. In fact, uh, if loving God is the greatest commandment, so the greatest sin is not loving God. Greatest sins, not smoking, drinking, cussing, or chewing, but it's not loving God. I love God. I, I love my family very deeply. I love Israel. Anybody that doesn't love Israel, you know, I don't have anything to do with them. And then I love America. And, and Brother Michael, all four of those are in trouble right now. You know, we're in, we're in uh, troubled sometimes. You know, I just think Christians need to, we just need to get real serious about doing what we can. So the Bible says, if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And uh, I think a lot of us think the foundations have been destroyed. They're being destroyed, but I don't think they've been destroyed. And I believe that, that, that God is not wanting to destroy America. Um, you know, I think sometimes uh, we as independent Baptists, we can't wait till God sends people to hell. You know, and Second uh, Peter 3, 9 tells us that God's not slack concerning his promise, but is long suffering to us for not willing that any should perish. God is not up in heaven saying, I can't wait to come back and destroy this world. He's up in heaven saying, I haven't come back yet because I don't want to see people go to hell. And if you study the history of God, Moses wanted to see his face. God said, you can't see my face, but I'll let you see my backside. So when he passes Moses, here's what he says. The Lord God, long-suffering, merciful. He was going to destroy Israel how many times? But they repented. He's always been a God of long suffering. He says to a nation, if I say I'm going to build you and then you turn to wickedness, I'll destroy you. If I say I'm going to destroy you and you turn to righteousness, I'll repent. So I, my greatest heart cry, my greatest desire is to see God's people really seek revival. Well, how we do that, Second Chronicles 7, 14. So 
my people which are called by my name will humble themselves. So we need to prostrate ourselves before God. I mean, we need to fall on our faces. And I, I say at churches, you're not going to have revival if you don't use the altar. If we're too proud to walk down and fall down before God when he's dealing with us, and what makes us think God is going to give us revival? So prostrate ourselves. We need to purify ourselves. Micah, the truth of the matter is, is that we all, including myself, we have things in our life today that if we thought about them, they shouldn't be there. In this technical society in which we live and the Internet and all this stuff, we've really got a lot of stuff in our life that we need to purify out. We need to get honest with God. We need to quit making excuses. We need to quit playing games. You know, need to admit this is sin. Lord, I shouldn't do it. Purify yourself. Turn from your wicked way. And then we need to pray. And we need to pray with fervency, the effectual fervent prayer of righteous man. Fervency means with intensity. I believe the example of fervent prayer was Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he prayed with such fervency, the Bible says, he sweat, as it were, great drops of blood. He wasn't saying, now I lay me down to sleep. Oh, God, if it be possible, we don't practice fervent prayer. We need to practice praying fasting. This kind cometh not forth, but by prayer and fasting. We also need to pray prayers of forgiveness. You'll notice that the Old Testament prophets and all confess the sins of their nation. We need to be praying before God, Lord, forgive us. Our nation is filled with abortion, killing babies, drunkenness, incest, pornography, and all this stuff. And we need to be praying prayers of forgiveness. And so I think if we would purify ourselves, prostrate ourselves, and we would pray, that we could see God do great, mighty things. I believe it. If we can't have revival, then there's no reason for me to be on the road. And here's the thing, Micah, that I am, I'm not doing this. It's not me that I'm concerned about. Everybody thinks the Lord's coming back soon. He may. I hope he does. But what if he doesn't come back for 100 years? I'm thinking about you, Micah, and Becca, and your two daughters. I'm thinking about my three children and my nine grandchildren, the 10th one on the way. And we have a Hezekiah Christianity today. The adults, we become materialistic. We become self-focused. And I believe this, as long as it doesn't happen to me, it's okay. And so I'm not going to get stirred up about it. And what we're doing is we're cursing our children. The Jewish people said, our fathers have sinned and we are bearing their iniquity. And so if I could say something to Christians today, I would say, let's get serious about trying to turn this, turn this country back to God. Let's quit playing church. Let's get our priorities right. And, and let's do something to show God that we really want him to bless our country. And I believe we can have our country back, but I don't think it's going to happen just because, you know. And, and I, I believe one man could do it because he said in Ezekiel, I sought for a man. He says in Revelation to the Laodicean church, if any man hear my voice and open the door. So 
maybe I'm a failure because I haven't done it. <laughs> yeah, but but boy, I just love to see us have God's blessings poured back out to fire. You know, we see that a little bit at football camp. Yes, sir. We see things at football camp that most Christians, most independent Baptists have never seen. And I long, I long for churches to see that. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. If that would, if that would happen in every independent Baptist church in America, whew, we just might see some things change here. Yes, so I love my God. I love my family. I love Israel. I love my country. And, um, uh, and and I need to do more. Man, I'm the worst. I'm the worst Christian I know, Micah. That's the honest truth. And I say that to people, and they kind of look at me like I'm being uh, blowing smoke. But the truth of the matter is, I am because I don't know you, but I know me. <laughs> I live with me every day. I'm a I'm a failure more than I'm a success. But I have a God that is merciful and gracious, and. Uh, and uh, I have a God that wants to use me, and I'm so thankful that he would do that. Amen. Well, Amen. well, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, yeah. I've said it, and I, 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 I say it every time, and I mean it every time. If the viewer count was at zero and no one else watched this, and this was just you and me and God, I was helped. And I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, and, and, and it's, well, I need the help, but, uh, uh, but but it's been that way every time I've been around you. I remember, for those that don't know, Brother Houston coaches at Midwest Christian Boys Football Camp, among many other things. But I remember uh, you taking the time to – I can't remember what I asked you. or um, But many times you've said, hey, I'm praying for you. Even when I wasn't on your team, you, you made time to, to find me and, and tell me that. And, and I've gotten postcards in the mail from you, and I appreciate that. And um, you're a man that – you know, as you said, be be an individual before God, and you know you'll stand before God for who you are. But you're a man I'd like to emulate, and so yeah. I appreciate. Yeah. Keep in mind, as you listen to Ted Houston here on this broadcast, that as I interviewed him, I was looking into the face, the gaunt, the haggard face of a man that had fought and struggled with cancer for almost a decade at the point that I asked him this question. Can I ask your friend what your answer would be to that same question? Would it be as well thought out? Would it be as biblical as the answer that Ted Houston gave? If not, maybe, just maybe, we need to spend a little bit more time in his book, in the book of books, the Bible. Maybe we need to get the mind of Christ. And I say we because I know that I need to as well. Friend, we have an opportunity through our lives to show the goodness and the grace of God in the same way that Ted Houston did. Let me ask you, if you would, consider what you heard today. I have not made mention of this previously, but if you'd like to, you can listen to the entirety of my interview with evangelist Ted Houston, who has since passed away and is now in heaven, maybe listening right now, but you can listen and watch the entirety of that interview on my personal podcast. If you just search for on YouTube, Micah McCurry and Ted Houston, last name Houston, H-U-S-T-O-N. 
and you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. A man who physically had been beat down by cancer, but spiritually was as vibrant and alive as anyone you've ever met. Friend, let's take a chapter out of his book. Let's be like Ted Houston in some small way this weekend. If you would, consider for yourself, what would your final words be if you knew you'd never speak again? Would they be of Jesus or of self? Greatly appreciate your listenership. I pray that you'll join us again this coming week right here on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. God bless. Have a great day for His glory. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.